Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama on IMSA Radio. Delighted to see Jeremy Shaw is alongside me and he has the grid. This is how the 25 cars, check that, 24 cars will line up for the first race. Two categories of cars in today's 11th round of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. There's the Platinum class, which is the brand new, the latest 991 version Porsche 911 GT3 Cup cars. And then the Gold Cup cars, which is just a couple of years older, but almost as fast. Let's run down the starting order then, starting at the back of the grid. On road 12 in car number 74 for TPC Racing is Tom Kerr. Alongside him is teammate, car number 69, Dan Hardy. Row 11 is Greg Palmer aboard car number 44 for Kelly Moss Road and Race. Alongside him making his debut this weekend is Jason Lee in car number 47 for 47 Motorsports. Row 10, Fred Keimer in car number 23 for NGT Motorsports and Bill Smith in car number 42 for Top Racing. Row 9 on the outside, car number 12, Eduardo De Leon for JDX Racing and the number 5 for TPC Racing of Robert Ferriol. Row 8, Mark Kuami for JDX Racing and the Top Racing entry car number 56 for David Baker. On to row 7 is car number 52, Kurt Fazekas for Kelly Moss Road and Race. And another debutant this weekend, one of the Masters category contenders in the Platinum Class cars. Car number 4 for MCR Racing is Michael Manella. Row 6 is effectively the front row of the grid for the Gold Cup category. On the outside of that row is car number 27 for NGT Motorsports, that's Sebastian Carrazzo. And his teammate, and also from Puerto Rico, in car number 25, Victor Gomez IV, that he will start 11th on the overall grid. Row 5 is two Platinum Masters cars, that's the car number 20, is Fred Pordad for Wright Motorsports, and for TPC Racing, in car number 36, is Michael Levitas. Row 4 of the grid, also Platinum Masters, Charlie Luck, the championship leader for Wright Motorsports, in car number 45, and his best qualifying effort to date in just his second season of racing for AM and Motorsports, Kelly Moss, in car number 99, is Alan Metney. Moving on to row three of the grid. These are all youngsters from here on up to the front of the grid. Car number 77 for Park Place Motorsports from Germany is David Kolkman. Alongside him from Canada, Roman DeAndres in car number one. That's for Kelly Moss Road and Race. Row two of the grid, the championship leader, car number three for JDX Racing. That is Trent and Esther. Alongside him, Anthony Imperato in car number 91 for Wright Motorsports in the, on the uh, third position on the grid. Over onto the front row. His best qualifying effort, or equaling his best qualifying effort, he started second also in one of the races at Watkins Glen. Also for Wright Motorsports in car number seven is Maxwell Root. And on the pole position, this is just his fourth start this season. Uh, and in every race, well, this will be his third start. He'll be third and fourth starts this weekend. Two races this weekend, of course. Every one, uh, he has been on the pole position for more speed. In car number 19 from Ottawa in Canada is Zachary Robichon. Well, the cars are just about to complete their 
one and only form-up lap as IMSA Radio and IMSA TV are together at Virginia International Raceway. 17 corners, just over three and a quarter miles. Uh, we lost this facility for a quarter of a century, pretty much, but thanks to Connie Nyholm and the uh, rest of the ownership group, they brought it back to even better than it was uh, when it uh, came out of service in 1974. We've enjoyed since 2000 some fantastic racing here, and IMSA has had some fabulous running here. Two by two formation, the GT3 bright red Porsche pace car is ready to pull off into the pit lane and we are ready to get things underway here at VIR for the first race of the weekend as they're coming to the green flag now and we wait for the engine revs to rise. It's a very, very long hold and still waiting for the green flag. The dash down to the first corner. Could be absolutely crucial. They're off and running. And the Pullman gets away. Looks like he's under challenge from the outside of the front row, though, as they head down there. So Zachary Robichon and Maxwell Root looking very close together as they're going through the first couple of three corners. Yeah, it looked like Anthony Imperato was trying to make a move there on the inside for second position. But it certainly looked like to be a great start by the pulse of Zachary Rubichon. Boy, he has been a revelation since joining Morespeed at the last two races at Road America. He was unbeatable there. He's been quickest in every session this weekend so far as well, and he's off to a great start. Coming past us for the first time, heading up the hill. Yeah. Hear the sound of those flat six engines as they go by us. It's Anthony Imperato in second place. A great start also from Roman DeAngelis, vaulting from fifth on the grid to third place now as they head toward Oak Tree Corner for the first time. That's that big braking area at the sharp end, at the top end of VIR and coming out of it it's still Imperato in second place but he's dropped a little bit to Zachary Robichon. We've seen, haven't we Jeremy, uh, Robichon being able to just pull the pin very early and then just disappear if he's given half a chance. Absolute magnificent job he has done since joining this team at the last round. It was uh, Will Hardeman that started in this car at the beginning of the season. Just a one car team run out of Austin, Texas. Will Hardeman, he scored his first uh, overall series win earlier in the year but unfortunately had to sit out the second part of the season they already had sponsored commitments so they needed a new driver and they called on the championship leader from the Canadian GT3 Cup Series that being Zachary Robichon and since then wow what a what a fine job by this young man he's got the lead on the first lap again and he's beginning to edge away already from Anthony Imperato in second place but now Roman DeAndres he's looking to make that challenge to the head toward turn one that's right, that's the classic overtaking manoeuvre. Oh. oh, big sideways moment for the second and third place cars and they've come together and predictably rather they've both gone off on the outside of the first corner and the field streams through. Imperato looking like he's get back onto the circuit but a huge amount of ground lost there. Did notice as well the number five of Rob Ferriol making a move on Fred Keimer trying to make his move up through the GT3 gold categories. He was going down into the first corner and that's the red and white number five in gold cup categories blissfully unaware of this or at least not bothered Zachary Robichon must be giggling away now yeah. because he's just been handed a huge lead he has indeed because that uh, coming together there between DeAngelis and Imperato and Imperato came off worse but DeAngelis also lost a lot of momentum on the edge of that corner he then got bundled wide at turn three as well so he's down now into at least fourth or maybe even fifth place is uh, is that car number one oh. of Roman DeAngelis the uh, the Canadian driver, the young Canadian driver, just 17 years of age, 
Was that too ambitious down the inside? Well, you know, he, he was absolutely alongside. The car just sort of slid. He locked up under braking. The back end slid around a bit. Unfortunately, the, the Anthony Imperato was alongside him there. So Anthony Imperato was certainly with the, was the innocent victim there. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those racing things, really. It, it, the sewers will certainly be looking at it. Was it? Was it? It certainly wasn't intentional. That's for that's for absolute sure. But for incident responsibility, yeah, you have to say that DeAndres was a, he was a guy that got the car sideways under the braking, and he's trying to keep control of it. The car snapped sideways as he corrected it. He just cannoned lightly into the side of Imperato's car, but that was just enough with the momentum as they're turning into that right-hander to send him off uh, the racetrack on the left-hand side of the track, and Anthony will rejoin a long, long way down the order. Yeah, and that incident predictably is under review as the field stream around on their third lap. And the leader already having established a 1.6 second lead. Of course, the main beneficiary there was Maxwell Root and Trenton Estep, who went through. David Coltman, the German driver in the 71 Park Place car, in fourth position now. Roman De Angelis all the way down to fifth. But even worse news for Imperato, he's down in ninth position. Now, I would be... It, was, it wasn't a huge hit, but it was certainly on the left rear of De Angelis' yeah. car, Roman's car. Um, that was quite a hit on the wheel, and I'd be a little bit worried about the potential of suspension damage there, Jeremy. Yeah, that's true, or, or even a puncture, certainly. Oh, yes, good point. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a good, yeah, it was good contact between those two, and it sent sent Imperato off the road. But, you know, he was going for the pass there. You know, it, it didn't quite come off, and the, yes, there was contact, but they both came off uh, with some losing some positions there it's going to be a cool, tough call for the stewards I mean you, you want these drivers to try and make a pass on each other you just want it, don't want them just following around uh, follow my leader style so you, you, you don't want to discourage overtaking opportunities so it's a little bit of a tough call but certainly unfortunate for Anthony Imperato he's now going to have to work his way back toward the front of the field yeah we've seen him do it though we uh, have He's in ninth position at the moment, but he's four seconds behind Charlie Look. So he's got a bit of a, a run. Oh, and here's, here is the decision from the race stewards. Incident responsibility goes to the number one for contact with the 91. Yeah. So Roman De Angelis will have to come and drive through the pit lane and he will have to give up that fifth position. He's in the lane now. Um, you know what? I could... I, I could see that that could have been a no call or it could have been a call, but I don't think you can argue with that. He, it wasn't deliberate. No. He made a mistake. He's affected someone else's race. Uh, that, that's right. Uh, yeah, and, and it depends on, on, you know, it, on why you're calling the decision. If it was something deliberate, no question, uh, which that clearly wasn't. He just got the car sideways under braking on lap two. Was it a bit of an optimistic move? Yeah, possibly. Drive through, phew, a harsh penalty, that's for sure. Uh, but, uh, but that's what the stewards uh, have decided. And uh, certainly it was Emperado that came off the worst out of the two. But now it's going to be very, very costly for Roman DeAndres because that's going to put him way back down the order. He is in the second place in the points coming into this weekend. But he'd seen Trenton Estep in that car number three for JDX Racing extend his lead in each of the last three rounds by at least a couple of points each race. And now he's going to have a, a lot of ground to make up. So that's going to make the championship very, very difficult for Roman DeAndres. But look. He's a super talented young man, just 17 years of age, from Bell River in Ontario, Canada. And he's a tremendous talent as Roman DeAngelis. This is just his second season of Porsche racing. Last year, he drove in the Gold Cup class for the older cars. 
uh, won the championship north of the border, was very unfortunate not to win it south of the border as well, even though that wasn't the original plan. The focus <laughs> was just uh, on, on Canada, but he had very little competition up there. He came down to uh, Sebring to run the first season in the USA Series, won that convincingly. So the team said, OK, well, maybe we should concentrate on the USA Series as well. Kurt Fazek is, is leading the gold category. He's got the green rims on. He was all purple yes. uh, yesterday in practice and qualifying well, right up to the race. He's gone to green today. Victor Gomez the fourth, certainly one of the leading lights in the gold category. Has raced in platinum before, but destroyed a car in the early part of... Uh, was that last, last season was, now? Yes. yes. Goodness, it, these seasons fly by. And... Uh, uh, Sebastian Carrazzo is not that far behind them either. So that's first, second and third. 52, the mainly purple car, the light blue 27, first and second, uh, the light blue 25, uh, first and second. And then the 27 is about a second further back as these two are having a cracking scrap. The lighter green coloured car is Carrazzo as they go side by side. And Fazekas is very late on the brakes down into turn one and holds on to the lead in the Gold Cup and 10th position overall. There's a lot of platinum cars behind this three-car gold battle. There is, and uh, in the meantime, Zachary Ribbershaw, well, he's just checked out at the front of the field. He's oh, he got has. more than three seconds. And the guy on the move, though, is Charlie Lucky, car number 45, heading up the uh, uphill S's now. He's up into, what's that, sixth place overall, is it? Yes. Fifth, fifth place. He's got past Alan Metney on this lap, uh, and that is for the lead in the Masters Cup. So fifth and sixth positions there with Alan Metney and Charlie Luck. But it's Luck ahead at the moment. Michael Levitas is right with them as well, as is his Anthony Imperato in kind of a 91 trying to make his way back up the order. And that was four seconds not so very long ago. He's already got past Fred Podad and, and put five seconds on Fred. So Imperato is on a tear at the moment. And in fact, the only one man quicker than him last time around was Zach Robichon at the head of the field with clear track ahead of him. That tells you about Imperato because he's had to go past people and he's still turning laps in the low one minute 50 second bracket the gold cup cars battling from 10th on down for Zikas. spot those with the yellow number panels the yellow mirrors and the yellow lights as well this year and that battle is coming down through Hogpen at the moment as the leader goes across the line. And that gap has come down a wee bit. Maxwell Roof, Root has taken some time out, around about half a second out of the leader, down to two and a half seconds. Robichon, though, we've seen this before, don't panic. He is absolutely brilliant. He's got this kind of internal uh, metronome that can basically be turned up and down and he then just dials himself in to a lap time. It's an extraordinary thing. The very best drivers all have it. Good battle going on between Trent and Estep uh, and uh, they're going through turns 4 and 5 at the moment. Estep and David Coltman. That's the battle for third and the final place on the podium with 35 minutes still to go of the first of our two IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by your Mahama contests here at VIR. IMSA TV and radio together from trackside in front of a large and growing an already knowledgeable crowd here at VIR. They love their road racing in these parts and they're being treated to some of the very best here as Fazekas, Gomez and now David Baker getting in on that as he comes through. Now, David Baker in the 56 car, so it's 52 and 25. Those are the two Gold Cup leaders, first and second. Then David Baker is coming through there with the blue front and the mainly white Porsche. Other than that, he's in one of the Gen 2 cars. So he's in the Platinum class. We'll have a little bit more 
in terms of top speed, a little bit more aero as well. So he should be able to deal with these two guys. However, they're battling for the lead of their their particular category. They are, so they're not in the same class. David Baker in that kind of a 56. He's, he's battling for positions on the road, but not for championship points. But uh, Zachary Robichon out in the front for the Moore Speed team. Must have made a little bit of a mistake on the last lap around, and he's, uh, he's, he's mad at himself because he's just gone purple in sector one, purple in sector two, purple in sector three. New fastest lap of the race by full half a second for Zachary Robichon. The hallmark of his drives two weeks ago at Road America was his consistency metronomic it were it was lap times on a four mile racetrack within uh, hundreds of a second of each other he made a mistake on that last lap now but he's rectified that he's got his head down and he's flying at the front of the field at gap now back out over three seconds David Baker has to be careful he's already picked his way past Victor Gomez in the blue and orange car had a little look down the outside into turn one on the gold cup leader Kurt Fazekas but thought better of it it's a hard one to pull off around there. Not impossible, we've seen it, but you've got to have a big overlap going into the braking area, and David didn't have that. Kurt is looking behind now, and we'll see the blue and white car rather than the light blue and orange car. Right in with them now, Carrazo, Sebastian Carrazo is right there yeah. with the highlighter yellow car with the stripe on it. Yeah, absolutely nose to tell those guys that go up uh, through oh, the uphill races. Magnificent, isn't it? As they yes, go through there. Great racing going on here, and uh, Anthony Parato, he's all over the back end of Charlie Luck's car. That's a battle for fifth and sixth, number 45 car. The master's leader is Charlie Luck. Anthony Parato, he's got past both uh, Michael Everton and Alan Metney over the last uh, couple of laps, and he is uh, flying along there in second place, and he's certainly the. Uh, the uh, capable of, of making a lot of ground but once he gets Charlie Lucky he's got 10 seconds almost before he's going to catch David Coltman long way to go in this race though still over half an hour remaining the new fastest lap of the race last time around for Zachary Robichon haven't seen much of him at the front of the race but he got the message that Maxwell Root had dared to close within a couple of seconds two and a half seconds and he's just put in a 149.6 and pushed that lead back out to 3.1 seconds just over 31 minutes to go. Robichon in the 19 leads by that three-second gap from Maxwell Root in the number seven. Then Trenton Estep and David Colkman are having a cracking scrap for third place. That's the three, the gold and black car, and David Colkman in the dark grey, number 71. They are about a second and a half away from Max Root in second place. Then that big gap back to Anthony Imperato, who has gone through into fifth position after having been... Uh, ushered off the road at turn yep. one early in the race he's recovering Charlie Luck is seven tenths behind that's the 45 in sixth and in the gold category Kurt Fazekas Victor Gomez and Sebastian Carrazo 52 25 and 27 all together on the track and still battling now has David Baker got through them he has the problem for them now is Roman De Angelis is making his way back through the field and he will be one fired up Porsche driver yeah having made a tiny mistake and been penalized for it he dropped all the way down well outside the top 10 of his class and into the mid-teens overall, yeah. and now he's got these this trio who are battling for the lead of yeah. gold ahead of him. That's right, he just split the two Puerto Ricans there, going uh, coming underneath the bridge up toward the S's, 
Uh, so he's got himself up one position there ahead of uh, of 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 Carrazo in that car number 27. Next ahead of him is Gomez, and then right ahead of those two as well is Kurt Fazek as the Gold Cup leader. That's a super battle going on there. Anthony Imperato on that last lap, he made the the move. I think just at the top of the hill before the uh, the roller coaster. He's now up into that fifth position, but but he's got a long way to go to catch the guys in front of him. Jeremy Shaw, I'm John Hindhoff, and this is Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Fantastic. There's a new fastest lap of the race again there for Zachary Robichon. T- uh, shaved off another tenth of a second. He's not as consistent as he was at Road America, but uh, this is his first time here, and this is a challenging racetrack. I mean, there's a lot of corners here. There's a lot of uh, rhythm areas of the track where you just got to get it, you know, get into your stride, and it's easy to make mistakes. Uh, that uh, was that Bill going off. Bill Smith, the 42. Just a quick glimpse of that. Yes, it was coming down towards the end of the lap in the Tangerine number 42 car. Bill Smith was sitting in sixth position and he's dropped a couple of places there. Went off onto the grass, heading down the final corner at Hogpen, and now he's back on and trying to make that position back up again. Uh, Imperato, remember this, 10.6 seconds behind David Kolkman yeah, at he, the moment. He's just set his fastest lap of the race, a 49.994. Everybody's getting quicker, Jeremy. Yeah, everybody's getting, getting really quicker right now. now. But he's, he pulled up a couple of tenths on that last lap on uh, David Kolkman. Through the first sector on this lap, he's almost three tenths better than David Kolkman. But as you say, more than 10 seconds to make up. He's got 28 and a half minutes to do so. That battle for uh, the Gold Cup class is really tight now. Roman DeAndres has got past all of them, so he's gone. Uh, Those three guys, number 52, 25 and 27, that's Kurt Fazekas, Victor Gomez and Sebastian Carrazo. They can concentrate on their own battle, and what a battle it is. But at the front of the field, that white and light blue Porsche into and out of turn one already, before I can see it, already heading through to the left-hander, at turn number three, that long, long left-hander used all of the exit curbs on the way out through four and five, left-right flick. Can use a little bit of the curb on the first part. You want to try and steer away from the middle part of that, the right-handed curb, because it tends to just flip the car offline a tiny bit. And then you're under the bridge and starting to come up the signature uphill S's and this is all about how brave you are and how well the car is set up the leader going through that then Root, Estep and Colkman separated by about one and a half seconds each there good battle still going on just coming out of turn one going into turn three now for the lead in gold cup category and it looks to me as though Kurt Fazekas is looking at his mirrors. He's going to have to, though, because right in behind him now, Victor Gomez, the fourth, is on his tailpipes. There's not even half a Porsche's length between them as they head up the hill past us on our on their right-hand side. Seven wins to three is a tally in favour of Victor Gomez as we head into round 11 of the, of the season. This, he should have uh, had another right one now. at Road America as well if he hadn't yeah. had that that engine just cut out on him for no apparent reason. That's true, uh, that's true. But he's got a great battle here. This Kurt Fazek is really doing a nice job. Coming back from a, a really nasty injury last season at Watkins Glen, he broke his, uh, he ruptured his spleen actually amongst oh, other yeah. things. It was really really nasty. But he's got a great comeback in that number fifty-two car, and he's defending as hard as he can 
from Sebastian Gomez, from Victor Gomez. Victor Gomez needs to make a move quickly because we've got another Platinum Masters driver catching them. Mark Cavami in the 43. It's another light blue car. And he, in fact, has already got past Sebastian Carrazzo in the highlighter yellow car. That's third place in the Gold Cup category. Now the two leaders are just ahead of Mark Cavame, and he'll close them down pretty quickly. Another good opportunity coming out the final corner then. Through turn 17, little rise onto the front straight that isn't quite straight. Just a little bit of a right-hand curve there. Curve there. And Victor Gomez just can't get enough draft can't get enough slipstream goes to the inside driver's right there'll be a brave one and a big dive down the inside if he's going to make that one and he can't and here comes Kavame not in the same category as the leader goes wide Fazekas yep. went wide there maybe just looking at his mirrors no, and no he just breaked a little bit too deep uh, Johnny right. he was pushed into that error by Victor Gomez there. great driving by uh, by Gomez uh, as you say there's there's two or three kinks aren't there on that front straight all the way to the right hand side and then it tightens up for turn one much more so and, and Kurt Fazekas was trying his best to hold that inside line but break oh, just yeah. a fraction too late yeah. slid wide and there goes Victor Gomez into the lead of the class but a great battle between those two now can Sebastian Carrazzo do anything with him as well with Mark Cavami right with him in, in some ways, Graham's got past them, hasn't he? Fazekas, is a, a little bit too honest there. If he'd parked the car on the apex, he would have yes. defended. But he just, I think, just maybe locked up the rears on the last down change, and it just gave him a, a tiny little wiggle. And there, there was a Porsche's width then on the right-hand side. Yes. And quite frankly, Victor Gomez needs no further invitation after that. And he's gone through now to lead the gold category, 12th position overall from Kurt Fazekas and uh, Carrazzo in there as well. Looked like Kurt maybe in going offline just dirtied his Yokohama tyres up as Kavame goes through relatively easily going into the top of the hill at turn 14, the roller coaster. And Carrazzo actually not close enough to make any a benefit out of that, to take any benefit from that. Meantime, our leader uh, on his 12th lap heads under the crossover bridge Hasn't waved at us for once as he's gone past us there. I'm going to have to have a word with Zachary Robichon. <laughs> Riding the kerbs here. These are relatively flat kerbs and you, you can use them coming up the hill. Big lift off before that left-hander. Get the front end turned in, make sure it's nailed and then back on the throttle up to the entry to the oak tree, which is really tricky because you've got effectively there, Jeremy, two right-handers. The second one tighter than the first yeah that's that is right and it is it, there's lots of tricky corners on this racetrack that's certainly one of them the old the old oak tree isn't isn't any longer but uh, what a fixture that was for many many years here at vir iconic huge oak tree unfortunately fell by a storm a few years ago but uh, it hasn't it, it sort of has altered the character of the corner in some ways because there was that landmark on the inside you just couldn't miss it and now it's just uh, open as a marshal post there and not much else, but this is a good race unfolding here. And Anthony Imperato is continuing to, to drive as fast as he possibly can in fifth position in car number 91. He's just set his best lap of the race, a 149.9 last time around, as he uh, tries to close the gap on David Coltman, but he's still just nine seconds. He's brought it, brought it down by about one and a half seconds over the course of the last three or four laps. Lap times are as we come across this time. Yeah, lost a bit of ground that time. Did uh, we didn't lose any ground, but uh, the lap time for David Cortman uh, was enough to keep uh, keep that gap pretty much stable from the previous lap. 
top three cars that are all lapping in the 49s or their best laps in the 49s as is Imperato has crept under under 150 as well but last time around it was just the race leader Zachary Robichon that gap now from first to second over five seconds Charlie Look leads the Platinum Masters in the 45 Porsche ahead of Alan Metney by about two seconds Alan having a good run here in the 99 car man from uh, Atlanta Georgia if memory serves 6th, 7th, 8th and ninth. in fact all Platinum Masters runners that's for the drivers who are a little uh, more experienced in years good run from Roman De Angelis back through the pack he's now only 3 seconds behind Fred Bordard now why is he chasing so hard you might ask yourself because everybody he passes now is more championship points he's already passed David Baker that was a pass for Platinum position Imperato has gained on Coltman but not as you might expect as much as he did with the guys at the bottom end of the top 10 it was just over 10 seconds it's now sitting at about 9 between himself and David Kolkman bit of a grassy moment there for Sebastian Carrazzo on the exit of turn 4 oh just straight his left hand, left hand side wheels onto, onto the dirt there kicked up a huge cloud of dust uh, it cost him a little bit of ground in that battle with Kurt Fazekas for 14th and 15th place overall comes 52 and 27 and that is for second place in the gold category Jeremy he closed up there uh, it was a couple of seconds, and Carrasso had got within three quarters of a second of Fazekas. Uh, Gomez, by the way, is doing in gold what Zach Robichon has done in platinum. And Gomez had to fight a little bit harder, make a couple of passes, but he's cleared off. Yes. He's now eight seconds, nine seconds away from Fazekas since he got by, what, two, three laps ago? Yeah, it wasn't long ago, was it? And he's just had his best lap of the race, 152.6 for Victor Gomez to extend that advantage over the other two. Meantime, the biggest battle on the circuit is between third place Trent and Estep, inappropriately enough, the number three, the Hertz livery. What an iconic racing livery that is. Black with the gold stripes. David Coltman in behind him in the... Well, what is quickly becoming an iconic Porsche livery, certainly for Park Place. The dark grey with uh, red and white on that car. And they are absolutely together with just under 20 minutes to go. And that is the battle, as I say, for third position. Going up through the S's at the moment. And to the inside, Roman De Angelis makes up a position on Fred Pordard. That's ninth now for De Angelis in the white and green Porsche. That number one on the side. Oh, problem for the 12 car. Is that the 12? Eduardo de Leon? Yes, it is. A little bit of smoke from the left rear as he came through turn one you're leaning on the left hand side of the car so has there been a little bit of contact there and maybe pushed some of the normally pristine Porsche bodywork onto the Yokohama tyre or did he just drop that Yokohama off the track oh no he locked up the he locked up the front wheels big time I just saw the end of that and the smoke coming out the back shows you how the air all works though yes, doesn't it the remnants of the smoke from the yeah, the remnants of the tyre <laughs> yes he's going to be shaking his fillings out for the yes. remaining 18 and a half minutes because there's a big flat spot on the right front Yokohama there and uh, that's going to make things rather difficult the, the big problem with that Jeremy I think he was locked up long enough to actually put a flat spot on there and that's going to stick now every time he breaks hard 
That's a horrible feeling. It's not going to be a lot of fun, that. But no. what is a lot of fun is uh, Zachary Robichon at the front of the field. Six and a half seconds now, the gap over Maxwell Root. But what a good job Maxwell Root uh, is doing here this weekend. He, he had his, his best qualifying effort this morning in second, put himself second on the grid, his first front row start. He's had already this season a uh, second place finish. That came at Watkins Glen a few races ago. But he had a disappointing weekend relatively at Road America last time out where he was at the bottom end of the top six uh, for the entire weekend two sixth place finishes but he's bounced back really strongly this weekend that's the youngster uh, is Maxwell Reed just 19 years of age from San Diego, California main time at the front of the gold category in an elegant isolation at the moment as he goes past our commentary point just by the crossover bridge and heads into the uphill S's the smooth flowing style of Victor Gomez the fourth, desperately disappointed he didn't take both of the wins at Road America with a very odd moment when he was completely dominating the field and whether he knocked a switch or whether his fuse popped out we never really got to the bottom of it but the engine just uh, cut out as he was coming up the hill he rolled to a stop at the end of the pit lane exit uh, actually brought out a yellow flag uh, and then clearly pushed every button there was got it restarted again and grabbed some important championship points Zachary Robichon the man of the moment as far as Porsche is concerned in that more speed number 19 he's going to have to do a bit of lapping in the next 16 and a half minutes yes he is white car with the blue more speed stripes over the front wheels those three stripes are the stylized more speed M they're on all of their cars, not necessarily always the same colour, but it's a really nice touch and a few of the teams have their little trademarks on the cars and most speed is that three stripe over the front wheel and he is coming out of Oak Tree now and heading down the back straight, has not been troubled since the end of the first lap rather helped him that two of his major competitors got into a bit of a ding dong but he's taken that opportunity quite frankly, I think Jeremy we'd be surprised if anybody had given him any kind of pressure because he has been the man in the last uh, what three or four Porsche weekends whether it's been here in the IMSA GT3 Cup USA by Yokohama or in the IMSA Ultra 94 Championship yeah. with Yokohama in Canada yeah. he's swept a couple of weekends now well, no, he's, he's won nine out of ten races Whoa, I mean wow. very 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 impressive north of the border and the same here as well another Good lap there, sub. Uh, well, just actually, just over 50, one minute 50 down on that lap. But that was including making a couple of passes on slower cars. Goes down the inside of Bill Smith in the Tangerine Kung Fu car. And uh, that was Bill Smith and. Who was the Masters car in there? Oh, um, that was Dan the Hardy, Hardy car. Yeah. Dan Hardy, thank yeah. you. We had a huge crash. Yes, good to at, see you. Uh, Road America. A couple of weeks ago, and that uh, that TPC Racing team had done a fantastic job to build up a new car around a new shell uh, for Dan to race this weekend. So he's you'd uh, be out there just trying to gain some more experience. That was his first weekend of racing. Did only one of the races, of course, because the car was badly damaged beyond repair for round two for the race race two at Road America. Bit of a battle going on for second place in gold now. Uh, Carazo, Sebastian Carazo, has uh, got his head together and gradually. 
reeled in Kurt Fasikas in the 52. The purple people eater just going a bit wide, coming out of the final corner, turn 17 at the bottom of the hill. And that's allowed Carrazzo to get a run. Carrazzo's got a chance here. The NGT car, they highlight the yellow machine in third place in gold at the moment. Bit of defensive driving by Fasikas. That's all right. He went nice and early, trying to force Carrazzo around the outside. Interesting to me that Mark Cavamir, who cleared off from these two guys earlier, is now actually being brought back in. So whether Mark made a mistake or maybe just put a little bit too much energy into the Yokohama tyres earlier on, and he may be paying for that now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, those two, they, they are closing on him. Uh, and... Uh Kurt Fazekas, he's doing a nice job of, of, of withstanding that pressure from Sebastian Carrazzo. Big sideways slider was coming out of turn one for Carrazzo on that lap. Oh. Once again, he strays off a couple of wheels onto the dirt there. Not too far behind these. this little battle, by the way, is Fred Keimer and Rob Ferriol. Fred Keimer's a Masters Platinum car, but Rob Ferriol is currently fourth in the Gold Cup category and trying to catch those uh, that battle for second place between Fazekas and Carrazzo. Yeah, uh, Rob, I think, getting a good tour from Fred at the moment. They don't seem to be uh, trying to pass each other because uh, Fred Keimer coming to the oak tree now in the white with red striped Porsche will be quicker down the straights. The red, white and blue car in behind him uh, is Rob Furriol. That's a good-looking paint scheme for Fred Keimer, isn't it? What a redoubtable competitor as well he is. Loves his motor racing, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, won last year's Gold Cup category without winning a race, which is fairly remarkable. 16 races in a whole string, though, of podium finishes. And it was that consistency that was enough to win in the championship. It was very, very well earned. And he's now driving... Which went right down to the wire at Road Atlanta. And, and it literally a, a place either way yes. between the major competitors. And that could have swapped right to the end of the race. I remember that. That, yeah. was, a, that was a barnstormer. It was indeed. And uh, this season, stepping up to the, uh, the uh, platinum class cars, not doing a full campaign, but just the odd race here and there for Fred Keimer. A bit of an off, I think, uh, earlier, morning, earlier, earlier today in the qualifying session. He's having a good run now, and he's good, but he's got Rob Ferriol right behind him in that car number five. That's the battle for 16th and 17th. 13th, Fred Keimer in Platinum. And uh, that would be 7th position in Platinum Masters. Rob Ferriol, though, is the man who's higher up his class, that red, white, and blue number yeah. five car. Remember, Rob had a little bit of a, an, a dive down the inside early on into the first corner at the end of the first lap and he made up a few places meantime at the head of the field Zachary Robichon leads comfortably he does and he's uh, on, a, on a, uh, a very comfortable stroll here another fastest lap he had last time around just to cement things over nine seconds clear now just a quick note though about Rob Ferriol he's from Fayetteville in North Carolina so he's this is a home race for him he's based at Fort Bragg he's a a defence contractor these days. He's an ex-Marine special, special operations and he's only been racing for a couple of years. Started off when he bought a, a 911 Turbo to do some track days and just have some fun a couple of years ago. This is his first full season of, of professional racing for Rob Ferriol in that car number 5 for TPC Racing. Whoops, there's number 47. That's another debutant, Jason Lee, is off the road. Another guy who's making his debut this weekend, and he's a, an interesting story as well, Jason. From New Jersey, a dentist by trade, but does a lot of work with the charity Operation Smile that uh, helps uh, underprivileged children in, uh, in, in less wealthy parts of the world. So uh, Jason Lee, is, he's a replay of that uh, very distinctive, Oops. different hues of blue. 
and it takes a big spin towards the barrier. Happily sorts shot stops short of the barrier. He's gonna be able to rejoin. He's had one that he sort of he got down the hill and then almost as if he lost his way and really oh. jammed the brake on and locked the front end up. Uh, I, I think, as Richard Petty would say, he got behind on his steering a little bit coming down yes. the hill. There. The car got all sideways on him. He was trying his best to correct it one way and then the other. And then finally, the car got away from him. So a bit spin around, but no harm, no foul. Jason lost, cost himself a couple of positions, but he's back out there and, and, uh, and running along. And he's battling. He's going to be battling now for eighth and ninth position. And this that, is effectively, uh, gold category. He, he's just coming back to racing. I did a little bit of racing about five years ago. Uh, then had, uh, he and his wife, they had their first child. He waited his, his, uh, the, uh, the, he, the child's uh, fifth birthday. And they said, OK, it's time to go racing again. So he's done a little bit of club racing, but this is his first, again, his so, first professional race. What have you got me for so my birthday, yes, Daddy? Exactly. Uh, I've got you a Porsche. Yes. Oh, thanks very much, says the five-year-old. No, no, it's for me. Oh, and he's off again. again. Uh, off again there. That's another little mistake. Maybe just flat-spotted or overheated. The tyres as so he's coming through turns four and five took a little, yeah got a bit frightened of the curb on the left hand side so lucky not to hit the tyres on the right as he spun back across the track on the exit of five and again Jeremy just getting now that car actually looks like a bit of a handful not sure if the handling's gone off on that but that car really snapped there that wasn't at all a progressive slide but he might just still be getting used to the vagaries of uh, Porsche 911 driving. Yes. It is a little different. Uh, moments of inertia is all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's exactly right. He's done well there, to let the, there, though, to let the battle behind him, the faster cars go through. So that was good awareness. Having just had a moment, gather yourself together, try and get the pulse rate down. Uh, Bill Smith going through to put a lap on him but more importantly Anthony Imperato continues to chase down David Coltman it was over 10 seconds it's now under 6 with just on 8.5 minutes to go in that battle for Imperato and what effectively then is 4th position for David Coltman Robichon leads by 10 seconds Max Root has 2.5 seconds on Estep 19.7 and 3 your top 3 and then Coltman now falling back into the clutches or potentially into the clutches at least of the 91 of, uh, of Imperato also a good lead in Gold Cup for Victor Gomez but we're watching here the battle for second place that's number 52 Carcote Fazekas he still has second place but Sebastian Carrazzo who's another newcomer to this series he made his debut at Watkins Glen and it was a somewhat chastening debut because he had a huge crash on the first day uh, the, the car was taken away to a repair shop repaired overnight missed the first race but was back for the second race on Sunday, and he was off the road again, actually, in that race, but a much stronger re weekend at Road America, and a very good weekend here for him at VIR, his first uh, race here for the, the uh, youngster, 20 years of age, from Puerto Rico, and Sebastian Carrazzo in kind of a 27. The sound of the flat six Porsche engines cracking through the green and pleasant scenery of VIR as we're inside the last 10 minutes coming down to just 7 minutes to go that's going to be what 3 possibly 4 laps depending on where Zachary Robichon goes across the line when he goes across the line as far as where the clock is great battle oh big mistake by Carrazzo again he's just pushing a little too hard might have been a bit close to the back of physique is there these cars do need air over the front end to help them turn in. It's not as critical as, say, a Formula car 
or indeed some of the GT cars that will be running across the IMSA weekend that have even more aerodynamic requirements. But you do just get a little bit of push there, and that's a fast entrance through turn 17 onto the front straight. Onto the front straight, and you carry a lot of momentum there all the way down that front straight to turn one. That means, therefore, that Rob Ferriol, in that car number five, is not far behind him. Uh, Ferriol has managed to get past Fred Keimer, ahead of the uh, the platinum car there for Rob Ferriol, fourth place in the Gold Cup. And now he has uh, Sebastian Carrazzo and Kurt Fazik as well in his sights. Yes, he does. So the purple car with the green wheels, second in Gold Cup. That's the 52 of Fazik, yes. The highlight, the yellow with the Larry red-orange stripe, the 27. That's Carrazzo in third in Gold Cup. And then Rob Ferriol in the red, white and blue car, hoving into view as they go around the right-hander at Oak Tree for the 22nd time of asking. None of this is bothering Zachary Robichon, who has ten and a half seconds on the rest of the field, which is headed by Maxwell Root in second place in the number seven Porsche. He's got two and a quarter seconds on the black and gold number three of Trenton Estep, who will make up the podium at the front of the field as it stands. At three seconds, nearly four seconds further back, David Kolkman, but he's managed to stabilise that uh, lead. In fact, pull it out a bit. Imperato might have made a mistake, actually, because he's dropped to seven seconds behind Kolkman, and he was under five. So that's a couple of laps where the time has gone away then it's Charlie Luck but he's 20 seconds further back then a whole bunch of cars behind Charlie that are all within a second and a half two seconds of each other right down to that battle for the 14th and 15th position that's Fazekas, Carrazzo and Ferriol all within 1.2 seconds Ferriol has got through Whoops. around the outside he's tried it at turn one. Oh, he had it for a moment just for a moment and then he didn't that was a brave, brave move. It Possibly was. too brave. And he had a great run down the front straight. Goes to the inside ah, and then lost it. Yeah, just carried way too much speed Do you know there. what, though? He caught it. He caught it before the apex and then just turned in too harshly, Jeremy. He'd actually avoided big contact with the back of Carrazzo. Massive lock-up, hits the kerb. And if he doesn't get on the throttle and, t- and pinch that corner there, I reckon he holds that and takes the position. Possibly, possibly. Uh, but he was certainly trying to save his life at that stage. <laughs> and, uh, Rob Ferriol there, uh, was, uh, he's got a little bit of damage to the front of that car. Uh, and uh, the, the question now for me is whether there's going to be any damage on Carrazzo's car yeah, because there was point. certainly contact between those two. And you see there's a fair bit of damage to the right front corner on Rob Ferriol's car number five. Yes, that reminds me of that classic piece of uh, motorsport TV from the iconic Bathurst 1000 I think it was Dick Johnson who had a big off in qualifying coming uh, through Forest Elbow and they, uh, they replayed it for him and uh, the interviewer said so Dick uh, what was going on here he said uh, what's going on here I was completely out of control mate and that's exactly what Rob Furrier was uh, yeah at that point inside. he had his eyes closed yeah, didn't he yeah well I mean he, he's a, he, there's a big whoops going on there behind the steering wheel of that car I can tell you because he knew he'd break too deep so okay fine well what, what's plan B how do I get myself out of this mess he's not going to lose that fourth position though Jeremy if he can keep that car going that, that last lap was his fastest lap of the race <laughs> 152.5, fastest yeah, lap. Yeah, because he had Carrazzo in his sights yeah. there and he was after him there and he, he went for it. A bit of a bold manoeuvre there, but it was worth a try. 
Two and three quarter minutes left for Zachary Robichon, who has not been troubled since the drop of the green flag. What a great run again by this youngster. The most speed car set up perfectly to his liking. The team have done their job. Their driver has done his job. And this has got to be a name, Jeremy, that we're going to see for the next decade and a half, two decades, surely, in sports car racing. So much young talent. Oh, off! At the top of the hill, Alan Metney has gone off with Charlie. Look, isn't it? They were battling for the Platinum Masters lead in sixth position overall. That's a huge break for Roman De Angelis. He's made up two positions there. Yeah, not sure what happened to Charlie on the last lap because he had a pretty good lead. He clipped the curb coming in and... Well, uh, yeah, Metney, the... Metney had gone ahead of him there. Correct. So Charlie was trying to make it back, got just carried too much speed into the roller coaster, ran across the grass and hit poor old Alan Metney. That was really unfortunate for Metney because he was in the lead of the class there. And he's going to struggle to get that car up the damp grass. There's a bit of steam coming from the front end. Oh, he's done well. Got it into first gear. Alan Metney in the 99 white and red iFly car. Very very carefully getting back onto the circuit because it's blind there that's really really good driving he'll be fuming in that well. but he has but what he didn't do there Jeremy is lose his head and just pull straight on the track he's even let the leader go down he stayed off the circuit there I tell you what you would often give drivers a bit of a talking down for doing silly things he should get a bit of oh no. of the a praise there Fazekas is off as well and a full course caution is out with a minute to go and Fazekas has lost the rear of the car that's been a big incident for Kerr Fazekas who was remember battling for second and third position in gold helmet is off and the Kelly Moss road and race driver exits the car less than gracefully now is he alright probably winded himself there so Robichon's going to win this the last lap flag had gone out. Now, hopefully that wasn't as a result of anything that was going on. What we saw, that was turn nine. So that's going up to the oak tree, isn't it, at the far end for Fazekas. So we should almost be able to see this from our vantage point. Well, Zachary Robichon had built up a 13-second lead. That's going to disappear. He won't care in the slightest because he can't be passed now, provided he can get the car to the finish. It was a bit too much of a dramatic end to that race, wasn't it? Well, and, uh, yes. Very uh, surprising mistake there from Charlie Luck. He's brought that car into the pit lane, so uh, he's going to fall way, way down the order. Uh, that's the good news for... Um, Alan no, Metney's brought his car into pit lane as well. If, he, if Metney can get out, maybe he can pick up at least one more position. But in the battle for the uh, Masters class coming into this weekend, uh, uh, Charles Luck, Charlie Luck was about uh, 17 points clear of Alan Metney. Oh, big impact on the right front for Kurt Fazekas. And that's the passenger side and the door on the passenger side has been completely ripped off and parted company with the rest of the car Charlie being looked at uh, excuse me Kurt being looked at by the intervention 
team who got there very, very quickly. No choice but yeah, to put out the yellow. Just up at the top of the hill. Before the, before Oak Tree. Before Oak Tree, yeah, just at the end of the S's. The, the, the damage is on the, the right-hand side of the car, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon he spun, spun, lost the back end of that, and he's gone round yeah. and hit back then front. Nasty one for That's Kurt, who... Huge frontal impact, uh, which is odd for the right-hand side of that particular point of the racetrack. Yeah, agreed. No other car, as far as we can see involved in that so we'll come through with time having elapsed now to a checkered flag with the double yellows and Zach Robichon will take yet another Porsche victory as he extends his winning streak in this championship is that three in a row here now yes it is uh, so that's his 12th win of the season nine north of the border three in just three starts here in the usa series batting a thousand 45 and 99 incident by the way the charlie look and alan yeah. under review Not i think charlie's going to get a slap on the wrist for that one he is so they'll probably get moved behind metney but uh, you know that's uh, really bad news for metney's championship aspirations because if he managed to escape that somehow, uh, he could have made up a lot of ground in the Masters Championship over Charlie Luck, who was uh, involved in that shunt. So instead, it's going to get another win for, uh, for Michael Levitas. Trenton Estep claims third position behind Maxwell Root and Zachary Robichon. That's your 3-2-1. David Colkman, the unluckiest position, is fourth, first off the podium. Imperato fighting his way back to fifth position might feel a little aggrieved Jeremy that all of that jiggery and pokery at the end the man who took him out and pushed him down Roman De Angelis only finishes up one place behind him after a drive through yeah it's a good yep. drive back by Roman De Angelis meantime in the gold category Victor Gomez will take that one he had to work for it had pulled out a big lead by the time the yellows came out Sebastian Carrazzo in second Rob Ferriol will take third in gold and Rob Ferrell, he's got more action this afternoon because he's going to be making his debut in the Intercontinental Tire Sports Car Challenge as well in one of the TCR cars entered by the local team, Rumberg Racing. That's a VW, one of the two VW Golf TCR cars. So he's got a busy day, and that was a really good opener for Rob Ferriol in car number five. So that is the... First of two races for the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Finishing under double yellows. Thanks to Jeremy Shaw. And we will be covering the rest of the season live here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Worth watching though, wasn't it? No yeah. doubt about that. No, very much so. And an uh, excellent win for Zachary Robichaud. Uh, a career equaling best second place result for Maxwell Root. And Trenton Estep, yet another podium. That's 10 podium finishes in 11 rounds this season to extend his championship lead for JDX Racing. Those of you watching on IMSA TV, make sure you check out via IMSA.com or RadioLamont.com when we're next on the air for the second race of this weekend can Zachary Robichon make it an incredible four out of four starts this season plenty of action in this one I have no doubt it will be exactly the same for our second race of the weekend for the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama from VIR 
Thanks to the guys up in Charlotte and our production team on site. Jeremy, Sean, John Hindoff, were your voices for this one. Join us for round two of the weekend from VIR. Bye-bye. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.